0: Uh, This is scripture alone uh, podcast. I'm Henock, and as usual uh, of size with me. And uh, we have a special guest today with us, uh, Pastor Francis. Welcome to scripture alone podcast.
1: Thank you a lot. It's a blessing for me to be here you guys.
0: We're happy to have you here. Uh, If you want to stay tuned to scripture alone podcast, uh, please check out our YouTube channel, uh, Telegram channel, TikTok page, and also if you want the audio version, you can check our, um, you can check Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Yeah, so uh, share, like, subscribe, um, so that people can find our podcast easily when they search it. So uh, please help us with this. Um, <clears throat> welcome again, Pastor Francis, uh, to just introduce uh, you our to our audience. Uh, we'll just give you two or three minutes. Uh, so they might get to know you
1: okay thank you well I am Pastor Francis Francis Dietrich Hoffman that's my entire name okay German <laughs> name right <laughs> even though it's a German name I am from Brazil um, I was born there my family is from there and uh, I am married to Luana Lambricht Hoffman we have um, a good boy his name is Joachim and we live here now in uh, Ethiopia yeah. working in McKinney as a seminary but before we get we, we got here um, I graduated in a Lutheran seminary in Brazil in 2010 I uh, was ordained in the in January 2011 and since then I worked in different parishes in Brazil in the southern part southernmost part of Brazil close to Uruguay already I worked in two parishes one of them is a huge parish, like 3,000 uh, mm-hmm. people. Uh, the second one is smaller, 500, not mm-hmm. so small, but also smaller than compared mm-hmm. to the, the other one. I had the opportunity of um, after my graduation in the seminary, to work in my master's degree, so I have my Master' in divinitis. And right now I am working my Ph.D. in the seminary in St. Louis, United States. So uh, we received a call to come here and we are glad to find people so faithful as you and we can share this time together and learn from you and share something that we can hear, as, hear with you as well. Okay,
0: yeah, That's great to have you again. Um, so we'll be discussing with you the about the small catechism and um, I don't know if we have some audiences uh, that have been watching the podcast for several times or for the past two years, uh, we mentioned the small catechism over and over again, uh, especially for the problems that we see in our church. Our solution would be, please try to read, uh, teach the small catechism as often as you can. So most of the time we won't be uh, talking about the small catechism in depth, but today we have got the chance, uh, I don't know, a great knowledge about the small catechism uh, so you he, he can be uh, like a teacher You uh, would explain it um, in detail and also uh, an understandable way for the common people so i think <clears throat> the best place to start uh, would be about uh, to discuss about the word catechism um, it's not a, a word that you, we usually use in our day-to-day life so if you could explain what the word catechism means, maybe its origin, um, and also maybe its historical development throughout the church history.
1: Sure. Yeah. The word catechism, it points to instruction, right? So you have uh, the idea of instruction from the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Paul is instructing uh, the church of Corinth, for instance. You have in Galatians, again, uh, this, uh, pointing to instruct in the word of God, you have Paul talking to Timothy about instruction yeah. as well. So th- the idea instruction is really present in the new Testament, not only in the new Testament. You can go back to Deuteronomy or mm. proverbs uh, talking about instruct the kids yeah. the children so that they may learn and may keep this in their heart. Yeah. So, the idea of being instructed in something is, of course, you have an intellectual uh, idea of this, you're taking the knowledge, you are understanding things, but it's also it also has a, a notion of leaving that thing. Okay. So that's why you can see, again, going back to Deuteronomy, um, uh, teach this on the way, teach this when you're going home. Mm-hmm. So wherever you go, it, In the sense of well it doesn't matter if you're leaving your house or going to your home if you are going to church if you're going to your work wherever you are Mm. you are living accordingly Mm. right so you have both an intellectual concept of this instruction and you have a kind of it's not correct to say that it's spiritual meaning it's in it's a spiritual meaning in the sense that you live according to that okay. in this sense so uh this is present not only in the bible but the church which receives the bible follows this mm-hmm. sometimes you have even the word tradition the first sense of this is to transmit what you have received again you can remember paul say what i'm telling you now is what i have received okay yeah he Mentions that in First Corinthians eleven when talking about the holy supper. Mm-hmm. So I am transmitting now now this tradition that I have received. So that's not that's not an empty tradition. That's Christ's word, yeah. God's word. Yeah. So that's why it's so relevant. So you you transmit this. So you have books which are close to the New Testament, like the Didache, right? The Didache is a word in Greek for instruction as well. Mm -hmm. So the the instruction, the teaching, which was also important. And some churches even recognize the Tidache as a canonical book um, because understand that this uh, instruction is important for the church. It goes uh, through the um, church fathers. Augustine is one who also focused a lot on the instruction if you take Cyril of Alexandria his commentary on John mm. is a kind of book of instruction as well uh, you can remember uh, John Chrysostom's uh, sermons again instructing the people through mm. sermons it goes through the middle ages mm. which again remembers and the, the three basic concepts of instruction was the ten commandments lords um, I'm sorry ten commandments the creed and uh, lord's prayer mm-hmm. so these were the basic concepts of mm-hmm. the instruction through the middle Ages. Mm-hmm. of course the sacraments also go together because people were instructed on how to leave that so you have baptism how you are uh, get into the church and you have the holy Supper, how you leave this daily mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And of course, uh, in the instructions, uh, you also have biblical texts. You have the prayers, which also go together. So it goes through the Middle Age. Of course, it, I'm just simplifying this. Mm-hmm. It's much more complex than the, this my summary. because sometimes uh, the question is what comes first? So in the small catechism, you can see that what comes first is the Ten Commandments, yeah. right? But that's not always like this. Sometimes you have some church which starts with the creed, or it starts the concept of God, whatever, mm. right? Uh, the idea of beginning with the 10 commandments, there's also a reason for that. Maybe we can discuss this yeah. later. Mm. But anyway, just to conclude the idea of your question on what's the concept of this. So the concept is to instruct the church. That That's the idea. Yeah. And just to quote one more biblical text, it the basis for this and the command we receive for that comes from Matthew 28 when Jesus say, okay, make disciples of everyone, uh, or every, every nation, and you have the way of doing that by baptizing and by instructing yeah. them, yeah. teaching them. Yeah. So that's the basis of instruction.
2: Okay. So talking of instruction, so catechism, the concept of catechism, just as you explain now, it's instruction, instructing people in the way of the Lord. Uh, But when we talk of the catechism, be it the larger, the small, who is it written for? I mean, there is a concept that is assumed now that the catechisms or the Book of Concord in general is only for pastors or for theologians. But when Luther wrote his small catechism, who, who was his audience and how can we relate that today?
1: Luther, were, were, Luther wrote it for Christians. So it doesn't matter if you're a child, if you're an adult, if you're a pastor or a layman. Okay. It was written for Christians, right? So, uh, But of course, uh, you have a really simple way of putting it, right? You, it's quite simple. You, it, it's even easy to get it in your head. Mm. And that's part of the intention of mm. him. It, it was intended to to remain inside your head Mm. right so for instance uh, in the 16th century it was not common to have a book Mm. it's so expensive right so it even the bible it was hard to reproduce bibles for everyone so what what was important to keep in mind right so you have a catechism for that Mm. to to summarize the christian faith Mm. and that applies to everyone Mm. applies to everyone Mm. So uh, that's why you have even pastors going to the catechism, preaching the catechism, uh, teaching in Bible classes and whatever. So that's the answer. Maybe more simple in the sense of, say, no, the catechism is intended for every Christian,
0: maybe to just uh, ask a follow up question. Uh, Many people might think that the catechism is only for kids or the other extreme would be it's only for theologians. Um, so people might think that the catechism is the obesity of the Christian faith and to some extent it is the obesity of the uh, Christian faith. So because they think this, uh, they try to go deeper or to a higher matter of faith quickly. So well, what they do, I think Luther uh, mentions this in his introduction to the catechism, they become doctor too soon. And he says, "Don't think uh, of yourself as doctors too soon." And they would go to a deeper meaning. I don't know what that even means, uh, or to higher things of uh, the faith, and they would avoid the basic uh, doctrines of the Christian uh, teaching. So, uh, if it is, if we think, uh, if 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 we think it's for kids or theologians, and if we think it's the ABCD of the Christian faith. Do, do we move uh, beyond uh, the content of the Catechism? Or is it only a one-time thing, you just read it and you put it in a corner of your shelf? Or do we just have to go over and over again? Because I think that's what you said uh, in your last statement. So is it one thing or is it a basic uh, of the Christian faith? Or do we have to go over and over again?
1: Yeah, I think maybe Luther himself may help you to- you have us to to answer to that question. And I appreciate That's really important. Um, when one of his kids approached him saying, Oh, dad, I finished the catechism. Right. (laughs) And Luther answered, Oh, I'm glad for you because I didn't yet. (laughs) 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 So Luther, and we refer to Luther as a great theologian, right? And he was still struggling or, still studying yeah. the small catechism because see the point of of getting the point of the catechism just just think about it how can you fully explain the ten commandments yeah. right we, we need to struggle this our whole life we don't we don't get a time in our life that say oh now this day i accomplished everything the ten commandments ordered me to do. Yeah. Right? You don't get it at that, that yeah. time because we are sinful. Yeah. And that's why we go back to the Ten Commandments all the time. Because that's how we understand that we are sinners. That's one of the uses of the law. The formula of Concord, that's another document in the book of Concord. But just to explain the use of these um uses of the law we have at least three uses of the law Mm. one is a civil use Mm. which say okay it's it's appointed to every person in the Mm. society not only christians so of course it's intended that it's in a society where killing is permitted murdering is permitted you don't have any peace it's impossible to sustain so do not murder It's applied to everyone right or honor your mom and dad and things like this so in a sense the commandments are applied to every person in the society but the second use of the law is a theological use of the law and that's what i'm referring to here mm-hmm. because the use that reminds me that i am a sinner as paul mentions in the letter to romans mm-hmm. saying okay thanks be to god because i have the law because through the law i know that i am a sinner mm-hmm. of course if i only have the law i am in trouble yeah right but then he moves on to say in Romans 8, to say that thanks be to God because he sent Christ for yeah, us yeah. to die for us and be our justice. So Christ is our justice. So the Ten Commandments reminds us of this. So, but that's a daily thing. You, you're going back to the scriptures. Yeah. The, the point is when you, we say we're returning to the small catechism, I am saying I'm returning to the scriptures. That's my yeah. base. That's mm-hmm. the thing that we are talking about here. Yeah. The catechism is just a summary of the scriptures, what it says, and just saying to remember, well, maybe I'm not reading Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy five, which Mm. are the texts where Mm. you have the, all the 10 commandments there. But when I read the Psalms or when I read Genesis, I need to remember Mm. the 10 commandments Mm. because they are at place as well.
2: Just a follow-up question. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but why do people think that, they can be done with a small catechism as easy as that. I mean, what's the assumption? And may, can we guess something? Is there is there something that we could say about this?
1: Yeah, I cannot, I cannot say what people have in their minds, but I, I do know that our tendency as human beings, as sinful people, we have the tendency to say that we know already. <laughs> so, yeah. and you don't need this anymore. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Maybe I know by heart, the word, all the words of the catechism. So why do we need to care about it? Yeah. Well, so that's a human tendency yeah. just to, to get rid of this. And maybe, maybe that's a Western influence over here as well. We have in the Western world, the tendency of, Oh, I accomplished this. So I'm done with that. I don't care about it anymore, but that's wrong. That, that's not how life works. Yeah. That's not how life works. We we keep things in mind because they are important. We need to return to them, so uh, that's the basis of the faith. Yeah. The, when I say that the basis of the faith, I'm not saying that it's not important or oh, the basis. So I have more important things here. No, no, the basis in the sense that it's foundational. Yeah. So it sustains the building that are being built here yeah. over it. So I have the basis here. I can, I need to return to the basis okay. every day. If I want to build something in this building, right. I want to talk about uh, complex things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe in Ethiopia, maybe in Brazil or n- any place. Well, it's important to remember that, uh, those basic things. Mm-hmm. So the Christian life, how does God approach people in the world? Then I have the first part of the catechism. How does God approach people in the church? Then mm. have the sacraments here. Mm. And how do I leave my vocation? Yeah. Then I have the third part of the catechism. So it encompasses all the Christian life. I yeah.
0: yeah, I think Luther says, uh, because the catechisms are the word of God, and we do not outgrow the word of God. No. Yeah, So great. Um, maybe the second question would be, uh, it would be great if you talk about Luther's visitation, because was his visit- visitation that uh, pushed him to write the catechism. So what factors uh, led Luther to write mm-hmm. the small catechism and just tell us about the situation that was in Germany at oh, that time. And how
2: bad was the situation that he came to witness?
1: Yeah, he, he himself explained this in a letter to one of his colleagues, I forgot his name now, but anyway, um, he's, report of this it's just one thing to cry mm-hmm. right he just realizes that people the lay people participate of the holy supper they, they get baptized mm-hmm. but they don't they know nothing about the christian faith right and even the report concerning the pastors maybe the pastors know a little better but they know, don't know how to teach mm-hmm. so uh, that's why, again, the catechisms they serve as a manual, okay. both for the teacher and both for the persons, people who are learning from it. Yeah. So it's intended for everyone; everyone gets uh, something from it. And uh, yeah, the situation is really bad in this sense. And uh, well, some people base it on that, uh, even reason, and try to say that it was almost necessary a kind of Christianization of the people in the sense they are, they are Christians by name, but they don't, they know nothing about the Christian faith. So some people suggest this, I'm not saying that's hard to say exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have different scholars, which, which, um, suggest different things, but some of them suggest with some reason, to say that people around were not—they are not Christians. Mm-hmm. They had, they were baptized. They participate of the Holy Supper. They are in the churches, but they don't know nothing, mm-hmm. because the mass was in Latin. Yeah. So people could not understand. They could barely understand the German language. So um, many people could not even read. People didn't have the access to the scriptures or to a catechism at all, mm-hmm. right? The catech—the the manuals which existed at the time, um, they were much more worried about um, the, the, pen, the, the sacrament of penance. Mm. We don't have this as sacrament, right? yeah. a sacrament, but the Roman Catholic Church has this as a penance still today, and they were more worried about this. How do your penance, how to compensate your sin? Yeah. So it's much more based on the works. Mm. So people didn't have the instruction. And those who were instructed, somehow, they were based on this kind of compensatory. So I am doing compensation because of my sin. So that's where the kind of situation at the time.
2: Okay. You you were mentioning earlier that you have had the privilege of being shepherd in two different churches. And when we read the preface to the small catechism, uh, Luther says to all faithful and godly pastors and preachers. And uh, it, when you hear this as a pastor, what is the message Luther is trying to convey to the shepherds of that time?
1: Yeah, you know, there is some, I think some important points here. First of all, it's a blessing to have a catechism. Mm. I can tell this as a pastor, because since I I, I was redeemed as a pastor, I worked with youth teaching them the catechism so i can tell that since at least 2011 i worked teaching the catechism before that i i worked with the catechism studying it yeah of course i i still today study I, i'm not a master of the catechism <laughs> so i am still a learner and i want to remain as in this situation all my life uh because yeah we keep learning because again i keep learning the scriptures right and um as you mentioned before, Luther had this really in mind that when he delivered the catechism, he is humorizing scriptures. Again, it's important to understand the message. It's not saying that there are passages in scriptures which are more important or less important than the arts. That's not the point. But see, when you read the scriptures, you need to pay attention to what God is doing. Yeah. And what is he doing? Well, he is saving sinners right another important message which goes together is the idea of law and gospel so when you face the catechism and the first thing you find is the ten commandments it teaches us how to approach god well i was supposed to have guarded all these commandments but i didn't so i the way i approach god is as a sinner that's what the catechism is teaching just by ordering it right. And say, see, that's the situation. That's your situation. At the same time. Well, what God has to say about, about it. And to me, well, I find this in the, I found this in the creed. I remember that God is the creator. I exist because of him. Moreover, he is my redeemer. So I exist as a believer because of him. So as a saved person, and of course, I can believe and practice this because he has sent me a sanctifier. So that's why I can, well, I am holy because of that. See, I am holy, not because of keeping the commandments. No, the first thing I I saw through the catechism is this. I am a sinner. But now because of God's work, I can say, well, I am holy, not because of my works, but because of Christ has done for me. Mm-hmm. So the, then I move to the third session, which is now i can pray because god cannot hear my prayer as a sinner but he can hear my prayer as a sanctified person Mm. so again what a blessing to have this as a pastor because because of the catechism i can have this structure in my mind and make it easier for me when i try to explain something and to explain to people and just to refer see i have this in the catechism you have this there so when people study this daily or at least weekly in their own home and, uh, have this in mind as well. Well, when I preach something, I can make reference to that. Yeah. Right? So you have a connection which goes on. So the catechism helps me as a pastor and as a professor to make reference to things that people can get these simple and basic ideas. It doesn't mean that they are simple, that they are not complex as well. Yeah. No, they are basic. They are simple. Yes, because it's easy to get in your mind. It's easy to keep in your mind. That That's why it's basic. That's why it's simple. But when you start to reflect on this and going deeper and deeper and deeper, then you have the opportunity as a pastor, as a yeah. prof, to explain this deeper and to make connection with other um, texts from the Bible.
0: Yeah, yeah. You were talking about uh, the order of... The content of the <clears throat> the catechism and um uh, is the order um did luther order the catechism purposefully because um before you were mentioning about uh how different denomination order the content of the catechism some put the lord's prayer or the creed first and then go on so does it matter uh, does the order matter to the lutheran church and was this a purposeful thing for luther to
1: That's a really good question, relevant, because sometimes people think that when you talk about theology, the order doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And that's not right. That's that's wrong. Uh, The order matters, for instance. That's important to say first that I approach God as a sinner. And then because God had mercy on me, all of us, Mm -hmm. right, now I can say, because of Christ, he has cleansed me, he has restored me, now I am a, a holy person. Yeah. The ordering part is important here. I'm not first a holy person yeah. and then proclaim the sin. No, 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 the order is important, right? Well, maybe I can uh, I can illustrate this, giving the example of a good friend of mine who was uh, from a different denomination and now he is a Lutheran. And the the thing he pointed to was to the order. He, he told me that his children, his kids, his sons use it to think about their as people who are good before God, mm. because in their catechism, they started with the creed. Okay. So the first thing they heard about Christ was, Oh, you are forgiven. Yeah. Okay it's a great okay of, of course it's always good to know that you are forgiven but the problem the practical problem in that case was that they thought they were good enough when so when they read the commandments they had the impression oh we are good and say oh see well i, I didn't break the, the fifth commandment because i killed nobody mm-hmm. right Uh oh yeah, I kept the fourth commandment because I honored my mom and dad. So starting by the creed and say, Okay, you are forgiven and then moving to the Ten Commandments, they had the impression and they everything they read from the Ten Commandments was to say, Oh, look how good I am. Oh look how good I am because I keep these commandments. Just because of the order, you see. Mm. But when you move the other way and this happened in his family he mentioned okay now that we moved and we started the lutheran catechism beginning with the, the commandments now i don't have the creed to defend you yeah. beforehand yeah no, no no you have the the plain word of god saying you need to do that oh no i didn't do right mm. so the word of god saying you are a sinner and now that i know i am in this situation i can see the grace of god am i forgiven so that's why it's so relevant the order in in the theological context
2: and then with regard to this as well uh, for example you are talking about pastors being a being a pastor is a privilege and you get to teach uh, the people that are under you the catechisms and uh The same is true like being a father is like being a pastor to your kids and uh, what is the role of the home in terms of making sure that this instruction goes from generation to generation? Maybe if you could even explain further if possible the role of pastors with regards to instructing parents as well so that they could pass it to their children or the role of pastors in general in the church.
1: Yeah, it's good to remember that uh, let me read this from the catechism, which says, as the head of the family should teach them in a simple way to his household. Mm -hmm. So when Luther writes the catechism, he has in his head what you mentioned here. So parents, especially the father as a responsible person over the, over the family, uh, should be responsible for teaching his own family. Mm -hmm. So it goes from the pastor to the lay people every christian has this responsibility so the parents are responsible for their children to 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 care about the christian doctrines Mm. right so first of all yes we need to um prepare people for that and again there is another aspect of the catechism which helps that he's simple it's simple right you don't need to to do a phd to understand the catechism yeah. you don't even need uh, you, um, a faculty uh, diploma to understand yeah. it you don't need because it's simple enough for anyone to understand its words luther wanted this uh, the words of the catechism to be kept um, to not be changing yeah so keeping the formula so so that from 50 years now uh, or when you when a kid becomes old that person is going to preach the same Mm. words of the Lord's prayer or confess the same words of the Apostles' Creed. Uh, So that's a kind of didactics of the catechism and it it helps a lot the parents because you know, once the pastor was teaching those kids, which they will become a parent right in the, in the future. And then if they have this in their hand, Well, because they recorded this, because they made some effort to keep it in their mind. Now they can transmit it to the kid as well. So that's one thing I always ask in my parishes where I work as a pastor. Well, get the opportunity Mm -hmm. of of talking to your kids about the catechism. To remember them and to remember yourselves about it. Because you don't need to in the corner right yeah. no no keep it alive S- keep stimulating your children to keep it so yes it's really important for the parents to keep it alive in their own heads mm-hmm. and transmitting it to to their kids yes that's a, p- a part of responsibility mm-hmm. of the pastor as well to teach that's why it's important for instance sometimes pastor make reference to the catechism of course he's not preaching over the catechism he's preaching over the bible but just making reference to the didactics of the catechism exactly to help the parents to teach and to have this conversation with their kids Mm. and keep it alive every day you want to go
2: yeah i just wanted to go on with a follow-up question And uh, the previous to the small catechism, Luther also says, we try our best to preach the catechism quite often. And uh, this is something that our Lutheran confessors took very seriously. And uh, now, like 500 years later, even though we have our catechisms in a language that we can read, if you go to different churches or even homes, you wouldn't find the catechism. What is happening in the Lutheran church?
1: Yeah, that's hard to me talk about Ethiopia yeah. because I am a foreigner and I'm still learning about the context here, but I can tell we face similar problems as what you're referring to here in Brazil. And, uh, I don't know, at least in Brazil, people are so busy. They are in a hurry all the time, all the day. So many people say, oh, we don't have time. To what I answer, well, if you don't have time to sit and talk, to your kids the problem is not about the catechism the problem is not about your work or whatever you have a deeper problem here which would say well you need to have a time to talk to your kids right If, if you don't have time to or if you're not willing to teach your kids maybe you should think about it if you want to be a parent before happy yeah. after you don't have to think anything. <laughs> just just act accordingly but uh you need to think seriously about it really serious yeah uh being a parent is not only about putting someone in the world being a parent is taking care is yeah. dedicating time to that person which you are responsible for i don't know here but at least in brazil some parents like the idea of Someone else someone else teaching the kid their kids yeah. and that's an absurd mm. I tell them all the time that 's an absurd because you are responsible mm. for what your kid is learning you you parent you mom dad, you are the responsible one for that, so that's why even the uh, the Christian faith you are the responsible so when you you get your kid to the pastor i don't i'm not I'm not suggesting to adopt your pastor. Though, no, I, I think you have good pastors and you need to to follow up what they're saying. But in the Lutheran tradition, you have this idea of uh, going along with the pastor. Mm-hmm. So, and offering yourself to help the pastor to teach the your kids. Because you were responsible for that. So, just, you can talk to the pastor, oh, how is the class going on? Mm-hmm. Or how can I uh, assist my kids to learn the catechism, what would it be important to, to, to reinforce to them? Mm. So going along, so being together, not just giving up. Oh, mm-hmm. Pastor, you take care of my kid and I will be doing different thing. No, that's not acceptable in the Christian, the, in the Christian tradition, yeah. in the Lutheran tradition neither. Neither. So we are responsible for our kids. So we need to take time for that. Mm. Maybe <laughs> here in Ethiopia, the case might be, uh,
0: Might not be always, but maybe the parents are not catechized when they were kids. So they wouldn't know how to catechize their kids. So maybe uh, how could the pastor help uh, the the parents, the family, uh, to start studying the catechism? How could he shape what's
1: going on in the family, in the household? Mm -hmm. Maybe the first thing is understand the importance of the catechism. Mm -hmm. So because I have the impression that in every way, not other here, every, everywhere. I know people have the tendency of understanding the catechism as something that I'm done. I'm done with that. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Right. And things are not like that. So first of all, I would suggest understanding the importance of the catechism, why it's so important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then if you understood, well, the importance of the catechism that now you can dedicate time for that. We dedicate time only for important things, right? So if it's important, now you have time to, to dedicate for the, the study of the catechism. Then you call for in biblical studies. Well, yeah, a Bible study based on catechism, mm-hmm. right? Well, you cannot read the whole Bible in a Bible study, right? Mm-hmm. So when you choose a text, you are making a choice for a reason, right? Well, when you choose some texts which are in the catechism, you're also making a choice about it. So that's not a problem to focus on the catechism in a biblical study, because again, the catechism is based on the Bible. That's the, that's just a summary of the Bible. So we can propose biblical studies on the catechism. You can propose a sermon series on the catechism. Hmm. Maybe you can even, uh, see it, is it, it's even something really interesting to have because you can organize and announce to the congregation say, see, you're going to have a sermon series on the catechism. So we're going to preach over the 10 commandments or going through the creed. We are going through the Lord's prayer, right. Mm -hmm. And organizing in a way that the people can understand and see this structure, the most simple way, the most simple way, just uh, demonstrating the importance of it. Right. Or maybe, when the pastor go and visit a member you can oh let's open the catechism let's Mm. take a look Mm. right and let's let's try to understand what's talking about here Mm. do you know that what the catechism says here is referred in the bible Mm. right you can see even the catechism right We have the biblical references there in the catechism per se so you can just take a look at that and see oh maybe let's take let's let's make a comment on this Mm. and make the suggestion maybe you can talk to your family talk to your kids uh, in a different way as well so keep keep it going Mm. so remember that we have the catechism Mm. and the catechism is not only for the catechism catechism classes Mm. no no it's for the christian life
2: Um, just a follow-up question once again uh now henok was saying that because parents are not educated or because they don't know much about Uh, catechism for example if you take our situation in Ethiopia but if you go to any Lutheran family chances are you don't find a small catechism this is because they're not told by their pastors they're not given the book even though it is available to some extent okay there might be an excuse for parents not to know this because they're not introduced to it but you have pastors who have gone to seminary, it's not just in Ethiopia, actually. Like when, when you mm-hmm. see the... I've been to different places outside of Ethiopia and I see the same problem. Even pastors who have gone to a Lutheran seminary, they don't get to take the catechism, catechisms seriously. And we get to ask ourselves, why is that? I mean, what is the problem? Why, why aren't pastors as serious as they should be? In fact, Luther says some pastors shouldn't even be shepherds of souls, they should be shepherds of pigs and he, he goes to, he's harsh on pastors and to some extent the same thing is happening today and uh, what's happening to our pastors, not just in Ethiopia actually, but it is true of many of our Lutheran churches, the entire world.